Welcome to the Gifted to Give podcast. I am Brother Guillen. If you're new to podcasting, you're in the right place. I can't wait to share to all of you how wonderful God is as we celebrate the 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines. Good day, listeners. We have once again Monsignor Achilles Dakai as he will... October 9, 2022. We have a great number of listeners, downloads, and interactions we at Gifted to Give Podcast would like to thank everyone for their support. We are blessed to have our sponsor for our podcast, Podmetrics. Thank you so much, Podmetrics, for the support, and I urge everyone to support them as well. And now, without further ado, please join us in welcoming Monsignor Achilles Dakai. Thank you. Thank you very much. And good first Friday morning. First Friday of the month of October. October 7, 2022 is a great day for us. Devotees of the most sacred heart of Jesus as well as of Our Lady of the Rosary. October 7, if you remember, way back in 1571, Pope Saint Pius V, who was our Pope since 1566 till 1572, he established this feast of Our Lady of the Rosary to commemorate that naval victory, naval battle victory of Lepanto in 1572, October 7. It was the last battle of the Crusades and it was a battle in the Gulf of Corinth, Greece between the Ottoman Turks and the Christian forces of Spaniards and Italians. I repeat, this was 50 years after the Philippines was discovered in 1921. This is 1971, the feast, October 7, of Our Lady of the Rosary. So today, as adorers of the most sacred heart of Jesus and as devotees of the most blessed Virgin Mary, as Our Lady of Rosary, we should celebrate this day. Okay. On this Friday, at this hour, we sit down to study the assigned Gospels of our Lord. First, according to St. Luke, chapter 17, verses 11 to 19. 
And then we refer to the cycle A according to Matthew in chapter 22 as well as to the cycle B according to St. Mark chapter 10. But before we ask our reader to read for us the Gospel of next Sunday, the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Let us pray. Almighty Father, send your Holy Spirit upon us that we may read your word with faith. Reflect on it with hope and realize it with love. Following the example of your only begotten Son, from whom we find uh, freedom, fulfillment, and the future with you forever. Amen. So we now open our Bibles or listen to Sister Vestil to read for us St. Luke chapter 17 verses 11 to 19. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten lepers met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice, and he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. Thank you. Go. And your faith has saved you. It is on this point that we would like to reflect Our reflection will be focused on the word save or salvation. We shall be reflecting on how we are saved. Who saves us and what do we do to be saved here on earth? Jesus, remember, said to this Samaritan, your faith has saved you. His faith in Jesus, his belief that Jesus has the power to have mercy on them, lepers. This Samaritan had faith in Jesus who made himself available to them 
so that the ten lepers could go near and cry, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. This Samaritan is therefore not a Jew, not fully a Jew, half Jew maybe. The Samaritans were originally Jewish who intermarried with pagans. That's why they became enemies anyway. This Samaritan, also called a foreigner, really had faith in Jesus. Not only faith that is belief, but faith that is trust. He trusted in the power of Jesus to cleanse the ten. But the big difference was that once he realized, he became conscious of what Jesus had done to them when he realized he was cleansed from leprosy immediately, immediately. He followed an order of priorities. Instead of going to the priest to show the, himself to them, he prioritized his returning to Jesus to thank him. So his faith actually made him different from the nine Jews who in obedience went to show themselves to the priest. Maybe later on they would come to say thank you Lord. But the point is that this Samaritan, a non-Jew, when he realized he was healed, immediately he returned to Jesus and to thank God in Jesus. Jesus therefore said, your faith in me, not only in my presence with you, but also in my power to grant what you ask for. Jesus, mercy. Master, have mercy on us. Faith, therefore, if we ask what can save us, faith, belief, trust, not only believe but behavior accordingly. We do not know, we are not told what ever happened to this Samaritan guy. But at least we are assured that his faith here on earth has saved him, has set him apart from the others, has made him different from others, has sanctified him, has made him holy. And this life that is holy if lived accordingly in accordance with the will of Jesus will last forever. That is what exactly that rich guy in the gospel according to Saint Matthew. There was 
this rich guy who was legally rich. He had many possessions. Since childhood, he was already a rich man. But he must have been feeling unsatisfied with what he had. He approached Jesus and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Not only what, mu what must I do now, here, but also hereafter. So Jesus again heard this question about salvation. I repeat, salvation starts here. Separation, segregation, sacredness, sanctification begins here on earth. So in that parable of the wedding feast, this one is calling to Matthew. When many were invited to the wedding feast of the king's son, and several of them refused the invitation, and when finally those from the main streets were called, were invited to the wedding feast hall. And Jesus concluded with this parable that many, many are invited, many are called, but few are chosen, few are saved, few are chosen. So from the three synoptic gospels, we have the answer to the question, who can save us? What can save us? What must we do in order to be saved here on earth, making ourselves holy? From the gospel, according to St. Luke, just as we have heard, read, faith. But I repeat, it's not just faith, mere belief. It is faith that is trust. Belief, therefore, and behavior accordingly. Not just creed, but code as well can save us, can set us apart from others even now, even here on earth. When Jesus, therefore, heard the question from that rich young man, what must I do? Jesus says, if you want to be saved here and hereafter, go. Sell what you may have and give to those who have not. Sell all that you may have and give to the have-nots, have to the poor. This is also 
another quality that Jesus required from those who want to be saved. He said, therefore, be detached from what you have, from your possessions. Be detached. Be poor in spirit. And then give. Give cheerfully to those who are poor, who are needy. That therefore is also a factor in our work for our salvation. Therefore, what Jesus was saying, it's not just faith that can save you. It is also charity to give to the poor. So faith, charity, and lastly, hope. When Jesus said many are invited, but few are chosen, who chooses Jesus? Jesus Christ has said, you have not chosen me, I have chosen you. I have not only called you, I have chosen you, and I commission you. Therefore, what can save us? Faith, hope, and charity. Faith, hope, and charity. Hope, as we have been saying many times, it's O-P-E. Humility enough to obey God's will and patient enough to endure the pain of everyday life. We have, therefore, in these three Gospels, a point that we should drive home and highlight. Virtues and values can help us make ourselves different, set apart, sanctified, made holy. But as long as we keep living that holy life, which according to St. Paul, is contained in an earthen vessel, breakable, fragile. But as long as we are constant and consistent, steadfast in our holiness, in our living a holy life, this holy life may last forever. That's what we keep on saying, life everlasting. Remember, therefore, at every Mass that we choose to attend, pay attention to what the celebrant says several times, especially in the preface, that it is our duty and our salvation. It is not only our duty to be faithful, to be hopeful, to be charitable, but also, we must be assured that this faith, hope, and charity is part and parcel for our salvation. 
So we perform our duty and we work out our salvation. I repeat, to be saved begins here. Remember, Jesus would say at the end of time, when he would have placed the well doers to the right and the evil doers to the left, the sheep to the right and the goats to the left, he would say, I was hungry during your lifetime. I was hungry and you fed me. So the feeding is an act that can help us save ourselves. So the works of mercy are actually acts that we should perform as we work out our salvation here. So feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, giving home to the homeless, giving clothing to the naked, treating the sick and visiting the prisoners can help us set ourselves apart from others, sanctify us, make us holy. That's what salvation is all about. Of course, Jesus has said, without me, you can do nothing. When therefore St. Augustine says, and we have been repeating, reciting this many times already, the God who created you without you, without your permission, will not save you without your participation, without your cooperation. That's why salvation is also not only our duty, salvation is also our gift from God. He has chosen us to be saved. But we have to work out, we have to cooperate with God's graces. We have to work it out in our day-to-day -day life. So the point which is other than the usual and the traditional on this next Sunday, the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time, is not just gratitude. It is faith. It is faith that has saved the Samaritan. It is hope that was demanded by Jesus. And it is charity that is required. So faith, hope, and charity are the virtues that can help us, make easy for us to be saved. Of course, we know that our Mother Mary, Our Lady of the Rosary, has already told us when he, she appeared in one of his apparitions in Fatima, she identified herself as Our Lady of the Rosary. The Rosary can help us sanctify ourselves. If only we meditate 
if only we meditate on the mysteries, the joyful, the luminous, the sorrowful, and the glorious. These are, by the way, mysteries of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the more we understand the mysteries, the more we believe in Jesus, in the joyful mysteries, in the luminous mysteries, in the sorrowful mysteries, and in the glorious mysteries. And then, if we behave accordingly, then we are making ourselves holy, separated, segregated, set apart from others. This, therefore, is a point, I repeat, worth highlighting, for it is a relevant theme. Salvation, I repeat, is not only our duty. It is also a gift from God, and therefore we should be humble to accept this gift of salvation. Whatever means there are that are afforded us by the church through Christ and Our Lady, let us make good use of them. Day after day, week after week, month after month, and year after year, or hour after hour, we should therefore be conscious of our duty to work out our salvation. I repeat, it is faith, hope, and charity that can save us, that can help us save ourselves, of course, through the help of God's mercy. And now, words from our sponsor. If you're a current podcaster or plan to create your own podcast soon, I want to share with you the tool that I use to help me monetize my podcast. It's called Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a platform that allows you to have full control of how you monetize your podcast. You can collab with brands and choose between the many merchants that fit your podcast's audience. It also gives you tips and samples on how to execute your ads properly to maximize your earning potential. Plus, you can track how many of your listeners you were able to convert and know how much you've earned in real time. Cashing out is also a breeze. So if you're a podcaster, make sure you sign up by clicking the link in the description box of this episode and use the referral code 500YOCCEBU so you can monetize your podcast too. Thank you, Podmetrics. And now, back to our podcast. Good evening. Good morning. Reflection. Acts of mercy really can set us 
apart in addition to our prayers and that our salvation is a gift from God and praying the rosary help us increase our faith thank you for highlighting these themes yeah so on this day of the every day we recite the rosary but on this day the feast of our lady of the rosary we should make extra efforts to convince ourselves that the rosary is not just the recitation of the Our Father and the Hail Marys. The rosary is mainly a meditation of the joyful, luminous, sorrowful, and glorious mysteries. Why? Because the more we understand the mysteries, the more we know Jesus. More clearly to follow him more closely and to love him more dearly. So, the meditation of the mysteries are very helpful. The biblical rosary, as suggested, is really the best way to recite the rosary. Once a mystery is announced, joyful mystery, the Annunciation, then you pause and read the Gospel about Mary, announced by the angel to be the mother of God, etc. There is so much to reflect on in every mystery of the Rosary. We should not therefore hurry as we say the Rosary. The more we pause and meditate, the better. Good morning, Monsignor. Good morning. Leprosy represents uncleanness to the Jews, but it has a much spiritual meaning for us. Can you explain more? The leprosy represents uncleanness to the Jews. <laughs> but okay. Leprosy is what is called the disease most dreaded among those people at that time. Leprosy is actually a symbol or a symptom of sin because once you have contacted the dreaded disease of leprosy you are kept away from the crowd you are isolated therefore you are not with the flock you are segregated and you have to cry out loud we are unclean etc etc and it takes a lot of humility to do to be a leper is I repeat to be a sinner 
And a sinner who separates himself from God, of course, may not go to church anymore. That's why he becomes a separated brethren. He becomes a member, a fallout, a dropout member of the church. Leprosy is a dreaded disease then and even now, although now it may be curable. But a disease that is sin is of course now forgivable. But the isolation, the separation, the segregation from the mainstream is what is emphasized in leprosy. And leprosy keeps you away from society. You actually are an outcast. But that was before. But now we have a leprosarium, we have a, a village of lepers, etc. We must now be more merciful to them. Thank you, Monsignor. May we be faithful in our duties and strive to be a holy in, in spite of the difficulty we face. That's true. To work out our salvation. Jesus, of course, is our Savior. But His work of salvation is not complete. If He has saved us from our sins through His suffering, St. Paul has said, we must complete His work of salvation through our suffering. So again, patience, enough to endure the pains that is suffering. We have therefore to work out our salvation by offering, by, co by contributing whatever sufferings we may have to the sufferings of Jesus. Salvation, I repeat, is God's choice. That's true. I have chosen you. But he has also said, if you want to be saved here on earth, deny yourself. Take up your cross daily and follow me. So there you have the, the cost of discipleship to be saved here. And at the end of time, Jesus will finally say, Okay, those of you who have been saving yourselves on earth, now enter into the everlasting life in heaven. So now is the time for us to be segregated, to be set apart, to be sanctified, to be holy now. And there are ways and means, the sacraments, the Ten Commandments, etc. The mysteries, oh, there are so many. But we should 
make good use of these means to save ourselves, of course, with the help of God's mercy. Hi, Mons. Hi. In my attempt to be merciful to the poor, sometimes it is abused by them, stealing things, being late or absent from work. I think there is also the tyranny of the poor. It is a difficult struggle to be holy most. How do we overcome this? That's why if we have to preach to the greedy, we must also preach to the needy. The needy, the poor, also need to understand that they cannot all the time be at the receiving end of charity. The poor must also be humble enough to beg, to ask. They must be patient to wait. And we can teach the poor also to be charitable. The poor are not totally deprived of time and talent. They have some time, they have some talent, and we can precisely ask them to give a part of their time, not just extend your open hands to receive, but you can also do something with your hands. We must also teach the poor how to be thankful, how to be helpful in their own way. They cannot always be at the receiving end of our giving. Good morning, Monsignor Dakai. Good morning. There were ten lepers who were healed by Jesus, but only one went back to thank him. Jesus said to him, Your faith has saved you. Were the nine who were healed also saved? Yeah. Well, uh, actually, Salvation is a mystery. God saves. We also help to save ourselves. It, it may be difficult to some to understand why he or she is saved and why they are not. It's really a mystery, I repeat. But what is clear for us is what for the Gospels, the ABC Gospels for next Sunday, what the Gospel of our Lord in ABC has been reminding us what to do. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, go sell what you have and give to the poor.
Your faith has saved you. Your faith has saved you. And many are called, but few are chosen. These are the, the points, the verses, the words of Jesus himself that I have chosen to read and reflect on because that's how it is. A blessed day, Monsignor. Please enlighten us on the so-called satanic rosary. The? Satanic rosary. Please enlighten us on, on the so-called satanic rosary. Satanic? Yeah. Though I had explained to a friend that what matters most is our faith, because the rosary is just a tool to guide us to the prayer. But do we have to stop using this or burn it? Thank you, Monsignor. As I have been saying, no Jesus without Mary, and no Mary without Jesus. You cannot have one without the other. As long as we keep our order of priorities, we adore Jesus, we pray to Him, but we ask Mary to pray for us. When we therefore meditate on the mysteries of our Lord Jesus Christ, remember at almost every mystery there is always Mary the Annunciation, the Visitation, the Nativity. Yes, it is about Jesus, but Mary is there too. So they go together, but do not say that Mary is over or equal to Jesus, no. That's why the Alliance of Two Hearts has been banned. They cannot be allied on standing on the same level. Jesus is over and above Mary. Jesus in Cebu is our protector and provider, Santo Nino. But our patron saint, our intercessor, is Our Lady of Guadalupe. That's how it is. But don't mix up ideas. You do not pray to Mary. No, we do not pray to Mary. We pray to God through Mary. So I repeat, the rosary is salvific. It can save us as long as we do it the proper way. That's why it's called Holy Rosary. Holy Rosary. It can sanctify us it can make us holy, set us apart from others. Remember, huh? it was Mary herself who identified herself as Our Lady of the Rosary. And she has been truthful and trustworthy. Therefore, we believe and should behave accordingly. The whole month 
of October has been declared a month of the Rosary. Not that in other months we do not say or recite the Rosary, but especially, especially in this month of October. As we have been doing all these Fridays, may I read to you the opening prayer of next Sunday's Mass. May your grace, O Lord, we pray, at all times go before us and follow after and make us always determined to carry out good works. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you and welcome again to our next Bible study online next Friday. God willing. Wow, that was an amazing talk given by Monsignor Achilles Dakai. We are so grateful for the Lord for sending Monsignor Dakai to share God's Word to all of us. We would like to thank again Monsignor Achilles Dakai and also to our heartfelt gratitude goes to all of you who joined, interacted, and asked a question for Monsignor Dakai. Hear more from Monsignor Dakai again next weekend. This is once again the Gifted to Give podcast for your ears only. I am Brother Guillen signing off. Have a blessed Sunday to all and to God be the glory. You have just listened to the Gifted to Give podcast with your host, Brother Guillen, Brother John, and Father Jojo. Catch our next episode. This episode of the Gifted to Give podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to our Facebook page at 500 Years of Christianity, Archdiocese of Cebu. If you love the Gifted to Give podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review everywhere you listen to your podcast. Till next time.